they promised me so much. Welcome to an, uh, another episode of Hello Governor, the podcast. I'm your host, Abdullah, and with me today I'm joined by... Abby Creighton. And you might know Abby from uh, 2016's Doom as uh, the main antagonist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, that was that was a great role, by the way. That was like uh, probably like one of my favorite villains of, of this past generation, because I just... I just... Oh. <laughs> I just loved how down to earth and just how like cynically evil she was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I have a I have a teenage son, and he was like, "Mom, you change into like a big spider." I'm like, "I do," <laughs> because we kind of never know what's going on with the games. We go in and do our our section, and then often they don't even tell us the name of it, you know, because of the NDA rules. So it was it was a cool one. It was fun to work on. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, especially considering, like, you know, most of the dialogue was done through, like, uh, incendiary characters because the main protagonist doesn't talk, so, you know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's another Doom coming out, or I don't know if it's out already. Uh, but, November. Um, it's coming out November. November. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's cool. Yep. That was a fun one. It's, it's hard to believe that that game's, like, al- or already, like, four years old now. It's like wow, <laughs> it just feels. I know. It goes by fast. Like it, it, it's it, a long time for it to be released, and then and then then it's like boom, neck onto the next, you know, kind of. Yeah, I mean, because because yeah. uh, usually you guys record like uh, years in advance, and we don't even know when they come out, and then when they do come out, it's like oh yeah, I worked on that. <laughs> exactly. And often, as like I said, we don't really know what the games are because they have um, like aliases. So we don't talk about it. You know, you only sort of know your section. You don't really get to read the whole script. So you just kind of come in a little bit blind to the session. And so it's neat when you find out that the game's like a big release or it's something that people are excited about. So, so yeah, I did Darksiders. You know, that's been out, I guess, now a year and I had no idea that it was a as big a deal as it was. People were excited about that one. So and I guess there's another um, evolution of that one coming out soon too. So that'll be cool. Yeah. But I didn't get a chance to work on it. Yeah. No, I mean it's it's insane because you know you work on so many big projects and you don't even know if they're going to be like really huge or not. And sometimes it's like it's a really huge de- uh, game that they don't tell you about. And sometimes exactly. it's, it's it's an indie game, and and it's kind of like, okay, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, yep, yeah. I mean, do do you get used to it at some point? Like, you know, when when you ever audition for stuff, you know, do you think that uh, you know you get used to auditioning for stuff that you don't know what's uh, what? Uh, I mean, because they give you like vague instructions of what what the character is and what uh, and what they want, and and you just have to go in mm-hmm. on blind faith. That you know what yeah, you're giving them is is good enough. Yes, and I think sometimes it's almost helpful not to know because I've done some auditions for like big Star Wars games and like motion capture, and I didn't know what it was, and I was glad because I'd rather just do the work and not have all the hype around it or the expectation, you know. So you know, and you, often with video games, you get such a little amount of information that you're kind of used to it. You know, you, in the audition too, you just kind of read the character breakdown and you just do your thing and. 
you know, whatever happens, happens. Um, it's fun, though, when you come to the session, you're like, oh, this is actually something that people are excited about. So that's kind of a just a nice bonus afterwards. Especially, so, and then and another thing is, like, you guys usually record alone. You know, you're just there mm-hmm. alone with a with a director and writer, and you just have to, you know, uh, you know, you just have to. Sometimes they'll play in the other actors, but most of the time they don't. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to. You know. Yes, you have to just kind of like in the moment, just trust yourself and uh, and the director, and just just give it all you got. Yep. And usually you don't get a lot of, you know, you get a couple of takes of each um, segment of dialogue, but but basically you just kind of, you know, they've got you for a few hours and you just got to get it done. So, um, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a it's a weird uh, it's it's a weird it's a weird process because like every time I listen to a video game, I I, I wonder to myself, what was that recording session like? Because that person is probably like stuck in a booth reading reading like <laughs> these lines to themselves, and they don't even know what the context is. Well, hopefully, the, yeah. A lot of the time, the director often will give you context, and sometimes kind of read in like what you're responding to. You know, to me, the most interesting thing probably to watch us do it is like all the action stuff, like all the hits and all the death screams. And especially with um, Doom, there was a lot of death screaming going on for her, you know, because she she goes through like the the whole there's that whole, you know, death section where she actually finally gets killed. And it's like that's just a lot of it's funny. I mean, it must be funny to watch us. We're just, you know, being burned alive or, you know, how do you, you know, how do you express that or (laughs) it's just (laughs) It's kind of a crazy job, but it's fun. You get to play, and 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 that's another thing. It's like you you go in there and you have to think about, okay, I'm I'm set on fire. What would that sound like? Yes, exactly. And how many seconds? Sometimes it's like being set on fire, but quickly. Then being set on fire for a long time. <laughs> you know, it's like weird. So you have to just go kind of like, okay, I hope this never happens to me. But here I am imagining this. So. Yeah, I mean, especially like with you know, uh, what was it? Uh, if if your if your character like there's a huge death scene and and you know the 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 violence is like over the top and gory, they have to tell you, okay, in this scene you're getting your head ripped off. What mm-hmm. does that sound like? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So you yeah, yep, that's right. It's interesting. You have to have a very active imagination. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, speaking of this crazy business, how did you get uh, started in it? You know, I, I started acting when I was in high school, I guess, and I really just fell in love with it, with the theater. And I went to a university in an acting program and just really was, was my passion. And then I came out to L.A. quite young, wanting to break into film and TV and that was surprisingly difficult. I was like, oh, my God, this is uh, so hard. It was so competitive. There were so many people. You know, when I did that, I kind of banged on those doors for a long time. And then um, I was in an acting class, and someone's like, you have an amazing voice. You should do voiceover. And I was like, really? Okay. You know, and that took a long time to build. But eventually, I got a good agent and started booking. I started with some commercials, I would say, and then moved into some animation and video games. And then I do a lot of um, ADR work work on film and TV. So I do a lot of post-voice work on, you know, big movies and TV shows. And then I've also record, you know, hundreds of audiobooks. So I've kind of gotten a little, you know, sort of niche in the industry of voiceover, just doing a lot of different things, kind of everything I can do with my voice, pretty much. But I really enjoy it. And I have a small booth at home, so I get to work from home a lot. You know, and I also do live theater, so all of it kind of 
fits together and kind of hodgepodges to this career, you know. But um, yeah, theater was my passion. And I think for video games, if you have a classical theater background, it's really good because you're dealing with these heightened stakes all the time of life and death and knowing how to use your voice and, and be able to sustain all that emotion, you know, for a video game is easy if you've been on the stage doing it, you know, nonstop for two hours. So, so all that kind of led to this place that I'm at right now. I mean, yeah. um, especially with theater, because with theater, you have to really talk loudly to make sure everybody hears it. Yes. And I've worked at outdoor, a lot of outdoor theaters. I was a company member at an outdoor theater for a Shakespeare theater for many years. So you get used to really projecting because, you know, you go into these game sessions and you've got to like, it's like, it's really like high, high drama. You know, you've got to have a really big voice to be able to express and, and make it believable. You know, it can't be like film and TV where it's just the microphones hanging right there and you can just whisper and you really got to use your voice. So I think all of that background really helps. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, you know, one of the best things about, you know, I mean, uh, I think the best voice voiceover people like, you know, who come from a theater background do a lot better than those who don't come from a, you know, theater mm-hmm. background because, you know, they're used to used to like bringing in that high energy that you don't get from a, from like a commercial back background or like just radio exactly. stuff. Yes, exactly. And also like, I mean, most video games are kind of like Shakespeare, you know, it's like you have to like these huge stakes. It's life or death. It's battles. It's villains and heroes. And, you know, that's not everyday, you know, commonplace contemporary culture. So I think having all that behind you really definitely helps. I mean, especially with the case of like, uh, you know, most, you know, most video games, because most of the video games are, you know, uh, pretty, pretty out there, I would say, in terms of like (laughs) plots and and whatnot. But, you know, you you have to go in as an actor and, and, you know, say these like really outlandish things, but you have to be that character. Say, I mean, say, okay, I am, you know, this like otherworldly being who talks mm-hmm. in like a uh, a regal voice or something like that or or like a an emperor or or whatever or an alien and and it's like what what does that mm-hmm. sound like and and you have to make it believable for people you know playing yeah. at home totally totally i think you have to really just just have good skills and i mean when i did doom she was british you know and she was I guess fashioned after Tilda Swinton, which I didn't really know. <laughs> I was like, okay. But I actually have done some voice matching auditions and I've gotten close to doing some things for her. So I, I guess my voice range is similar to hers. Um, but yeah, you have to just have all those skills at your fingertips. And also because in the session, they often throw like a couple of their characters at you and you have to make your voice sound different and be able to either use a different dialect or know how to pitch it differently. So you have to have those, those, uh, skills just really accessible quickly. You know, you can't go home and like work on it. It's got to be right there for you because they have to get it in those couple of hours that they have you. And that's another thing. Like there's no rehearsal time for this stuff. Like there's Mm-mm. no, like, okay, no. well, yeah, here's your lines and, you know, practice them at home and come, 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 uh, later in the day and we'll do, we'll record it. No. Yeah, no, no. The last game I worked on, I didn't even know what I had booked because I didn't really remember. They they couldn't really tell me. And then um, when I got there, I was like, wait, what am I doing? So it's like, really, you're, it's like on the fly. I mean, and you have to really just, just have those skills behind you just to jump in and just give it your all and and do it and make it really believable. And I think that um, that's just kind of a strange kind of skill set that some of us, you know, get to work with. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, you know not an easy not an easy job to you know act with just your voice but 
But I generally like to stand, like when I, when I, when I, the last session I did, they were like, would you like to sit? And I'm like, sit, how can you sit and be doing this big, high heightened battle stuff, you know? So for me, I always stand because I, I actually like to engage my body. Um, it helps, you know, so your, so your whole, um, your voice comes through your whole system and it's not just, you know, a, a smaller sound that's when you're sitting. I think that's really hard to do for me personally. I mean, it's all personal preference. I mean, I know some people, you know, for mm-hmm. health, health reasons have to sit down and they can't record, yeah. you know, standing up, but like, you yes. know, to me personally, I always enjoy it when I see like actors, you know, voice actors, you know, standing up and, and doing and, and actually being animated by yeah. you know, their expressions and, and body totally. language. I think, I think that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. It comes through your voice. You'd be surprised. You know, it really does. Everything, you know, kind of works as a unit then it's good. I mean, especially like, you know, if you, if you know, if you record like ensemble and you need to do like a, a battle scene, it's, it's a much better, uh, it's a much better, uh, idea to get like the, you know, two guys who are in battle, you know, together and, and have them like be in a room together and actually do the, do the stuff, do the, do, do all the grunting standing up as opposed to just sitting down. Otherwise it's not going to sound uh, authentic. Yeah. Yes. Although I don't think I've ever been in a session with another person, but <laughs> Usually you're just alone. So you're kind of just working off yourself. You know, you see the lines that are before, that come before you, that you respond to. You kind of read them in your head and try to get that activated for yourself. But no one really gives it to you. You have to really kind of feed it to yourself so you can uh, feel kind of organic when you respond. And and sometimes, you know, they'll they'll play the actor in, but that's pretty rare. Pretty rare, yeah. So it, it, Yeah, just if they have it recorded before you, they will. Yeah, if it's like a coincidence and they have it already done. They will do that. It's true. Yeah. I mean, or in some cases, like you know, they'll they'll get like maybe two people together and have them record. Like it's rare, very rare, but it, it does happen. Like you know, sometimes if like you know, if they can get like the two actors together for a day and you know they can they need to knock out some dialogue, they'll uh, they'll do that. But not. It's very rare that that happens. In the yeah, I've games. never been a game. No, Mm-mm. and animation, yes. Usually they do group sessions, but in games I've always worked by myself. Yeah, I mean, in addition to video games, you also mentioned you do audio books, and, mm-hmm. and and I know like a lot of voice actors hate doing audio books because you're not allowed to act in those. You're just a, you know, you're just reading, reading, um, reading words. <laughs> Actually, I disagree because I think that um, audio books have really become an art form, and all. I mean, I do a lot of fiction with a lot of characters, men, women, you know, detectives, age differences, and I think there's an expectation now of people to really bring those characters to life. And I think that there's, um, you get a little bit of a following or a fan base of people who like the way you do it or your style of doing it because you bring more, I definitely bring more of my acting to audiobooks. There's always the, you know, the general narration, but there's all the characters. And, you know, I think it's hard as an actor not to want to bring them to life because you, you do. My hard, my challenge is sitting so much because you definitely have to sit when you're doing audiobooks because you, you have to be really still on the microphone. And um, that's just hard for me to sit for so many hours. I had to take breaks a lot and move around and then come back. But yeah, I do a lot of them. And then it's a, and it's interesting seeing how far, you know, audiobooks have come. Totally. Yeah, because a couple of years ago, they were just like, okay, sit in the room, read this, and, and you know, and that's it. But now now you're starting to see more actual voiceover people doing audiobooks, which I think is great because, you know, it's like, you know, about damn yeah. time, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. They're also doing, like, I just did a book. Um, a Meg Tilly just wrote a new, uh, has a romance series that I got to do. And it's interesting that, that 
Um, they had a different uh, actor do each, each different character who each chapter was a different character kind of. And, um, so it's a multi, these multi-character books, multi-actor books are now much more common, which I think must be cool for the listener to hear, you know, each character perspective, you know, when it's the chapter that's the guy, it's a guy reading, it's a woman reading the woman. So it becomes much more of a like radio drama. Um, and they have come very far. And I think the popularity of audiobooks is just keeps growing. It's like a huge thing and so easy for people to, get a lot of information from books when they're at the gym or on the train or whatever in their cars in LA. So it's kind of cool. I mean, especially like with, you know, children's books, because, you know, a lot of children, you know, who have trouble reading, you know, will probably, you know, catch on a lot better, you know, by, uh, you know, listening to stuff as opposed to, you know, they have trouble, you know, with the words and whatnot. Right. Yeah. My son um, started listening to audiobooks before he fell asleep. I'd bring him home from, Random House, because they'd often give away, you know, CDs or whatever when they were still on CDs more. And he, you know, it's like I don't have to, I kind of get off the hook from reading every night to him. You know, he would read, he would listen to like the Harry Potter series or something or Percy Jackson over and over, like the same chapter, because it doesn't really matter to me, fall asleep to it. So it's kind of cool. You know, it's a, a new way for kids to kind of be exposed to books and, and have that, you know, happen if a parent can't read every night. It's a neat way for them to get that, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it helps, you know, parents, you know, because they don't have to, you know, because, you know, they have other responsibilities and sometimes, you know, they can't reach to their kids and, you know, so just put on an audio book. That's I mean, right. Or they're burnt out from recording audio books all day. <laughs> and they're like, here, listen to <laughs> my voice is tired. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you know, and, and it's a it's a good way to get people into a series as well, because it's like, oh, I, I hate reading, but I really want to get into a series. OK, listen to the mm-hmm. audio books. So. Yes, yes, totally. It's a different experience, I think, listening to a book than reading it. Not, not that one's better than the other, but I think listening, if it's a good narrator and you like it, and it's really pleasurable, it really adds a different dimension to it, you know, to your own imagination as you're listening. I think it's cool. I mean, yeah, especially, you know, consider, you know, depending on who, who the person reading it is. I mean, sometimes if, mm-hmm. it's, if it's like some, if, if, you know, if it's just some, you know, random dude, so they got to do to do the narration and, and it's just like he's not putting any emotion into it. It's like, OK, I'm not going to bother. But, mm. you know, if it's if it's like someone who's really passionate and, and is really bringing the story to life, I, you know, I'm going to listen to that straight to finish. Oh. <laughs> yep, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I think the quality of audiobooks. I mean, hopefully the good ones are growing. And I think people I mean, often I have to audition for books. It's not like, you know, I mean, I, I work a lot and I have a lot of steady work with that, but. Yeah, they want to really get the you know the correct matchup of voice to the book, so it's a neat it's a neat new uh, art form, I think. And that's that's another weird thing. It's like now you know you have to audition for audiobooks now, which is like unheard mm-hmm. of. <laughs> I know, I know. Yep, yep, yep. And that and that's another thing I mentioned before on the show is like you know voiceover is not just you know video games and animation. It's you know promos. It's audiobooks it's you know commercials yeah, it's all commercial. of it yeah, yeah. Actually, i got to work on um upgrade it was a really cool project i did last year the lee winnell film and i got to do the ai voice in it and i didn't even really know like what that was when i booked that job but i got to go in and do a bunch of sessions and work with him on it. and it was really cool and when i saw the movie i was like oh it's like neat it was kind of a character in it so there's lots of you know neat things you know you get to do with your voice you get to be presence on film even you know if you're not seen sometimes 
so yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, speaking of uh, upgrade, I, I mean, I I recently watched that, uh, and I was surprised that at, at how well it was made, considering it was only made for like three million. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. I mean, he's really you know an auteur. I mean, he's really he's a really cool guy, and he's always you know very creative, and has really built an interesting career for himself. You know, as an actor, director, writer, you know, and all, all of it. So it was neat. It was neat to work with him. He was really, it was really fun. And that actually was quite popular. It's been, you know, streaming for a long time. I think it finally stopped streaming, but it was out for a long time. Yeah, I mean, it was it was one of those movies. Like, I mean, I heard word of good word word of mouth about it, but I just didn't have the time to watch it until like recently. And when I watched mm-hmm. it, I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. this is this is something else, man. And and I. And I'm and I'm just kind of sad I didn't I didn't get a chance to watch it until recently because you know this mm. was like probably my favorite movie of 2018 like hands down oh. yeah yeah and my son liked it too it was re- it was pretty gory for me but I was like uh, I'll get I'll get through it I'll get through it it was fun it was fun to listen to it, it was because me. I mean I I miss you know these types of movies I miss like low budget you know made on in, indie films like that are, <laughs> that don't look like indie films. That 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 are yes, yeah. you know, that don't feel like the straight to Netflix type movie, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it had a little theatrical release. I actually, saw it in the movie theater. So, oh, but it wasn't. You. A, I know it was cool. It was like it was. I think it had been out maybe like a month, month and a half, and then it was already on Netflix or streaming after that or cable channels. So. Yeah. I mean, and and, and uh, you know, was it you know because you said like you didn't know like you know that that your character had a big role in that but you know when, once you saw the final movie were you like were you shocked at how at how big your character's role was in that um no because i kind of knew as we went along like he was like because i went in for if you go in for more than one session and you know that you've got more than like one little thing to do the thing that was cool that i found out towards the end was that i was going to say the film credits in the beginning which they've never he said they've never done before in film history they usually you know just stream the film name um, but he wanted it said because it had that, you know, artificial intelligence, futuristic thing. And that was really cool. I was excited to see what that seemed like, you know, and that, that was, it was neat to see the movie theater. I was like, ah, oh. so that was, it was just, uh, it was, uh, exciting to work on. Yeah. And again, like I said, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's hard to believe it was made for only 3 million. Like it looks, yeah. you know, really, really well done for a 3 million mm-hmm. mo- budget movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yep. Yeah, and um, and do you do you does does it ever get like um, you know, do you, do you ever get like uh, um, uh, does it get does it ever get crazy like jump you know juggling all these various projects and various uh, roles or is it just you know come it comes natural for you? No, it comes natural for me, and I definitely like you don't do back to back stuff. I mean, that would be so lucky if that you know happened you know i mean for me the books are like the most you know consistent thing but when i get a you know a film project or a game it's like you get to just kind of jump in and do it you know and i do um the adr stuff is really interesting doing all the it's called looping where you go in and do all the post-production sound on you know film and tv and it's you know often you just kind of walk into a session you don't know what's going to happen you're going to be, you know, maybe just the crowds in um, the Mad Max movie, you know, the new one, like we were all the crowds in the pit screaming, you know, it's like, you're like, oh, that's what I'm doing today. Or you're the reporter on the TV, you know, that you just hear in the background. So it's, it's fun because it's, it's always varied, you know, it's never the same and definitely not boring because you, you know, often it's, 
a lot of just trusting yourself in the unknown. I walk into a work day and don't know what I'm going to be doing. And then I have to just trust myself. So, you know, I think that's, that's cool. And you get to do, you know, a wide variety of things. So it's always challenging. And you're not limited to just your physical appearance when you're doing that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's right. You know, I really, I mean, I just, I did a film actually this year, an independent film, and I got to be on camera and it'd been years, you know, and it's so different because I think for your voice, there's such a wider range of characters you can inhabit and ages because it just gives you so much more longevity in the business. You know, I think especially for women, it's really limited. You know, you get typecast as a certain look. It's very hard to break out of that. And then you hit an age and you're like done, you know, or you've moved out of some category and there's no work anymore. But with your voice, it's like it can go on for years. You know, it really, you know, and there's a lot of adults who do kids' voices and, you know, it's really a fun part of the business. I, I really like it. You know, I think that um, it's very fun and satisfying and I don't need to be seen. You know, <laughs> it's like totally fine. I get to just do the work, which I really is what I enjoy. And, and that's what I love about, you know, the voiceover world is like you can you guys, you know, get paid to create otherworldly things that we can't even begin to imagine what 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 they would sound like. As, mm. as human beings. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you get to do crazy stuff. I'm like, people, someone has like sort of got to watch you do, like I worked on um the TV show Sleepy Hollow for the whole season, and we did some crazy stuff because there was witches and ghosts and chanting, and we would just kind of make it up. It was like this group of us doing all this really creative, weird sounds all the time. And, you know, I think people don't realize if the, the sounds are not good on a film, the film really doesn't seem like reality, the reality they're creating. So it's really an important, it's just like a soundtrack, you know, really gives a movie its emotion. You know, same thing with the voices. They really um, add a whole other dimension of, of life to film and TV. And and I think to me, like what takes me out the most of, of a move in a movie is like when they use um, stock sound effects for like the background mm-hmm. and stuff. And, and yes. yeah. That's what takes me out of it. Like every time I hear, I hear the Wilhelms scream, I'm like, ah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You want it real. I mean, they, they, yeah, I think they try to do, I mean, big films usually they try to get it all uh, live and new for each project and the directors there working with you often. Um, yeah. I can't remember the name of the movie, but the, the guy who did uh, uh, Jordan Peele, you know, get out. We worked on the next film that just came out of his and, um, it was really, it was cool. He was there in the session with us and he was like, he couldn't tell us certain things about the movie because it was a secret and he didn't want it out because there was these clues, but um, it was fun to work with him. It was very creative and interesting. So, uh, Especially with that movie because that movie, I think someone, uh, you know, you know, brought up a really great argument for that movie in that, you know, the plot might, might not make sense at first, but if mm-hmm. you but if you look at it from like nightmare logic, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, and there was lots of clues. It was like very good. He's like, you know, he's like, use these three words, don't use these words. Like we were like, okay, it was like a puzzle, you know, as we were working on it, creating sort of the sound palette for it. It was there was um, it was fun, and he was there w- working with us. Sometimes the directors are there, sometimes they're not in these um, ADR sessions, and he was there, so it was it was neat to have the director care enough about his writing and his work to be there with us doing this. Yeah. I mean, and that's, and that just goes to show you like, you know, the, 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 the passion, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know 
if if you know yes. they, I mean if they show up and and you know because because most you know most uh, projects they'll probably just you know have someone else come in and do do the ADR stuff but right you know, right but if you know mm-hmm. if they give a, if they give enough of a crap to come in and 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 work with you guys personally then that then that means okay you're working on something that's you know really going to be amazing you know yeah yeah it's really fun for us too to hear it from the the creator's mouth what they want even this to the smallest detail you know when we worked on the i'm trying to think of the 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 mad max movie um the director was yes he skyped in from italy to the session and kind of gave us this whole backdrop of his ideas and the movie and he was kind of you know skyped into our session which was really cool kind of giving us what his vision was and what this meant and especially when writers directors create like create worlds they want you to understand what water means what gasoline means you know to them it's like the whole story for us even in our small part of making the movie come to life to know that that context or that background is really helpful it makes it fun and especially you know with you know a case with mad max where it's like you know it's it's a it's a post-apocalyptic world but it has its own you know set of rules and you kind of need to that's understand right the, the lingo that's before right. you Mm-hmm. get into it mm-hmm. totally yep exactly because again no one it's 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 a post-apocalyptic world but no one talks like a normal person if that mm-hmm. makes any mm-hmm. sense yeah they live in a different kind of universe yeah yep that's right yeah and uh what, what's the most fast uh satisfying thing about your work you know, I, I think it's just being able to be creative and use my imagination. And again, the variety is really, you know, I, I often like if I feel like I'm doing too many audiobooks, you know, I'll go and I'll direct an audiobook. Or if I'm, you know, hopefully I'll book a game and I get to go out to a studio and work. So it's never the same, you know, and I think that that's, it's very, you know, and I think sometimes I get, um, you know, I think voiceover, you don't get a lot of feedback from your audience because they're not there. And I'll get a letter from somebody or something and I'll realize how how important a project I did was to somebody and you know that they enjoyed it that makes me feel happy because you don't know how it's being received you know it's you just kind of do it and you know and then I think when Doom came out my son um told his friends and they were like that was your mom like that was cool (laughs) I was like I got to be a very cool mom for a while so that was neat (laughs) (laughs) boy that must have been uh that that final um that final boss fight must have been real awkward for him. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know. Like, whatever, whatever you're watching. You know, sometimes he likes to listen to me, sometimes he doesn't. It's like he doesn't like to listen to my audiobooks. He said it makes him feel funny. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. But he likes to, it's, you know, once in a while he'll play the games I do. So it's cool. I mean, it's, it's, it's always weird because, you know, you're, you're not used to, because you forget, like, you know, when you, whenever you listen to, just to, um, to anything you forget that that's a person sometimes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep yep totally because it's our i mean in a way you know we use ourselves as actors you know to to interpret character so it's not like you're you know you're sort of yourself and you're sort of not yourself but you get to really play you know and get to be different different than who you who you are who you have to be in different roles and i think it's really fun to have that experience as a as a person you know i get to be all these different crazy people and aliens and you know i who gets to do that you know in their lives so that's a fun that's a fun plus and, it, and it's and it's it and, and it's kind of so surreal you know 
especially if you you know if if you um you know if you're like me who's really interested in in you know the but the behind the scenes stuff and and, yes. and just like listening and talking to to people from the voiceover world who played like some of the most villainous and and most vicious yes. characters and and then you talk to them in, in person and they're like so so sweet and down to earth it's kind of surreal yeah. yeah i'm sure i'm sure yeah it's just a, it's like a part of you but it's like even you i'm sure you're different with different people and you know different different friends it's just one of those things you know but i you know as soon as i'll meet actors i'm like oh my god like especially they impacted me and it's hard to take you know separate them from the work that they do you know but they're just people I mean, yeah, I mean, because at the end of the day, you know, you're, it's it's a person, but then you know, you kind of forget it's it's just a person. <laughs> yes, totally, totally. Yeah, I got a letter once from a guy who said he listened. I did that um, uh, uh, ongoing role in a Star Wars game, the the one that's on the phone. I can't remember the Old Republic, you know. And he said when he would hear my voice, it would comfort him. Like he felt very comforted because I was like the mother, and I was like, okay, you know. So that's neat. I mean, to have somebody you know be comforted by your voice a million miles away in the midwest or something that feels like i did my job well and 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 like you said sometimes you don't know like if if people even listen to it and and if they do what their reaction is because you know you know you just Mm -hmm. come in and do the work and you know you don't know if it's gonna be a hit or not yep exactly that's right (laughs) well i mean Especially in the case of Star Wars, in that you know massive universe, and they have like tons of characters, and mm-hmm. and you and you don't and you don't know sometimes it's like okay, is my character gonna be really liked, or is my character just gonna be like a throwaway character, like that's not gonna be remembered? Yeah, I found I didn't realize I'd get to work on it for so long, but I worked on it for almost a year, and then finally she died. I was like, no, because she almost died a few times, <laughs> but she always came back. But this time I was like, ah, oh, they finally killed her. Damn, you know, because it was really, it was cool. It was fun to go back in and do a bunch of sessions. Usually, like with games, you kind of do one or two, maybe, maybe three, the most. But this was really ongoing for a while, so that was neat. I think I think the Old Republic, you know, the memo- the MMO one is, you know, mm-hmm. holds the Guinness Book World, uh, holds the world world uh, world record of most uh, dialogue recorded for a video game. If I'm not Probably. mistaken. I would bet. I would think that's true. Definitely. Because it has, like, the biggest cast, and the biggest cast ever, because, you know, they had, like, a billion characters, and each of them were voiced by different people, so... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Yep. And and none of them have ever met, which is insane. <laughs> Didn't you think about it? I know, I know. Yes, it is insane. The fact that it actually matches up and sounds good is amazing. It is... Especially like when you're reacting to something, it's like okay, the player character said this, and you have to react like this way. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yep. So, uh, any um, can you? I mean, I know you're under NDAs, but can you give us any updates on any current stuff that you can talk about, or is it all NDA stuff? I think it's all NDA stuff because, like I said, I worked on something last week, but I, I definitely signed something, so I don't think I can talk about it. I'm not even sure I know the name of it. Um, so, no. Um, just a lot of audiobooks. I'm always doing a lot of those. And, um, yeah, there'll be a few more games this year that I'm scheduled to do. Um, but, yeah, it's always a it's always a surprise, you know, what what's coming next. So we'll see. And, uh, and is there any way, you know, 
anywhere anywhere people can find you or you know get in contact with you for you know see more of your work um you know i have a website abbycraden.com and i try to update it and you can definitely email me through that i have facebook uh a professional page and personal and i have instagram but i think the website is good because it has my agent contact too and it also has my email so you can always email me if you have questions or or want to see what's coming up next um yeah and when i know i usually post stuff so awesome so thanks again for taking the time off to do this i really appreciate it thank you thanks for uh for contacting me thanks again bye-bye all right take care yourself bye